Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach. And although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello listeners. So before we start today's podcast, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows about my free newsletter on LinkedIn. It's called the Practice Building Tip of the Day. And in those newsletters, I share short, simple and easily integrated tips and insights to help you build and grow that practice. You can sign up on LinkedIn or you can go to my bit.ly link, which is bit.ly backslash daily dash tip dash newsletter. I'll put the link in the show notes for you to make it easy. In addition to the website and to the podcast, I'm trying to get as much information out there to help my colleagues make money mediating. So go sign up for the newsletter. So let's get on to today's podcast. Welcome. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm going to share my secret to winning at social media. And it's not really my secret, but I have come to think of it as the missing link of social media because I hear from people all the time that they are posting and they're putting content out there and it's really bringing them nothing, nothing except frustration. So I wanted to dive behind that. I've talked to a lot of people and they don't understand how I have found it to be so productive and so fruitful, really. It's actually become a part of my, shall I say, social life. I interact with people on social media, and many of the people that I've met through social media have actually become friends and colleagues. So when I get together with people, I'm always hearing from them, wow, gosh, Susan, you've got so much going on. I've seen your social media. I see all the things that you're doing. And so when I connect with them, my friends or colleagues, they often have an idea of what I've been doing and where I've been. And I get a great deal of outreach from potential clients and I've connected with a lot of amazing professionals who have become my close colleagues and friends through social media. In fact, one of my best friends is Gabrielle Hartley. For those of you who have not yet met Gabrielle, go check her out on LinkedIn. Gabrielle is a family law attorney and mediator like I am, but a few years ago, I saw a post that she had put on LinkedIn and it talked about her new upcoming book. The book was called Better Apart, A Radically Positive Way to Separate. And I thought, 
wow, that is a fabulous title that embodies in one short little sentence the way I feel about divorce and the positive divorce movement. So I reached out to Gabrielle. We connected. I just sent her a DM on Instagram, or not Instagram, sorry, LinkedIn, and she reached out to me. We ended up having a phone call where we talked for at least an hour. And since that time, as I said, we've become very close friends. We also are professional colleagues in the American Bar Association section of dispute resolution. Gabrielle actually took my place when I finished my term as one of the co-chairs of the mediation committee. And now Gabrielle is one of the co-chairs of the mediation committee with our two colleagues, Ed McDevitt and Doug Mintz, who do a fabulous job, if I can just say so. But so I just tell that story because, you know, I love to tell stories, but also I want you to see that... The value of social media for me has not been from so much my posting. It's been from what I call the secret sauce to social media. The secret is, and if I had a drum, I'd do the drum roll right now. Drum roll, please. The secret is being social. The first word of social media, social, is the key word. You can't treat it like media. Media is a billboard, and that's how so many of my colleagues and my clients are treating their social media feeds when they come to me and when I start working with them. And, you know, they'll show me their posts, and it's basically like, call 1-800-MEDIATOR or, you know, PI attorneys, have you been hurt in an accident? And that's not what social media is about. People are generally not treating their Instagram feed like a new age yellow pages and your colleagues don't run to Twitter when they need to refer a case for mediation. So when you put posts on there that are essentially little mini advertisements, just free ones, and then don't get the expected response you wanted to that kind of a post... It's not surprising because that's not where people are looking for that type of professional. The key to social media, again, is in the relationships. Just as with everything, I think, in business, the key to social media is using it to build those relationships. So the main tip of this episode is going to be taking the focus off your posting, although I'm not going to say you don't need to post at all, but we're going to take the main focus off posting and we're going to put it on engaging. And there are two main ways that I'm going to suggest that you engage. And I'll give you some examples of those because I think that really helps. So the first way is when you post content, because remember I said you will need to post, but it's the content of what you post that's important. That 1-800-CALL-A-MEDIATOR, that ad, isn't generally going to get people interacting with you. You aren't going to get people commenting or sharing your post of you standing there in your you know, crossed arms or sitting at your mediation table using your services. So one of the ways that you can do it is you can When you post, you ask questions. 
That's how you can be interesting to people. People like questions. One way that I have seen this done, one truly masterful way, I'm gonna tell you all immediately go run to your LinkedIn feed and look at the posts from a fellow mediator, colleague and friend, his name's Abe Malamed. He regularly posts a bunch of wonderful different content. He has a great podcast and he puts out a lot of great content on his LinkedIn feed. But one thing that has been incredibly successful for him is he will regularly post a fact pattern from a real mediation case And then he asks readers to post their estimate of the final settlement in the comments. How did this case resolve? So he gives you all the facts, but then he leaves out the final. And I uh, go look. These posts are hugely popular. I mean, hundreds of comments, thriving engagement. People look forward to Abe's posts. And by the way, in posting those, he's showing what a great mediator he is, and he is. He's actually called the creative mediator because he's so good at coming up with creative solutions, and that's a deep interest of his. And he's showing by doing this just his his true, you know, interest in the mediation process itself. So that's one great idea. I'm not saying go copy Abe, but come up with something that is of interest to you. Another colleague who does a great job at this is John Lewis. Go follow him on LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, he posts mediation tips, just short little quick tips. I just went and looked on his feed and he's up to mediation tip number 839. But he gets a great deal of interaction from people by posting that tip. And that's another way that you can do this. You highlight a tip or an insight that you have as someone who's skilled at what you do, and then you ask others to comment on it or share their tip in the comments. It's another great way to get people to engage with you. And also notice what you're doing there. You're also being helpful and sharing your knowledge or insights with people. Being helpful is another great way to engage with people on social media. When you put out that helpful content, whether it's helpful content for colleagues, if you're trying to attract referral sources, or helpful content to the public if they are your potential clients. But putting out that helpful content is always a great way to get people to engage and ask them, you know, tell them to ask you questions because your ask is a key when you want engagement. In other episodes, I've called it your call to action. Here I'm calling it the ask, ask for engagement. But the CTA, the call to action, is something that you should always have. And it may be different for each type of post you're putting out there. Sometimes you'll put out a post and you want people to put comments in your comment section or share the video that you just posted or to give their situation or example of something that you're talking about in your post. Other times it's going to be if you want to know more or if I can help you, you know, check out my website, listen to my podcast, whatever that might be. Another quick way to do this, and and I would say 
LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, I know, actually have this apart as a function of their posting process, is that you can run a quick poll. I have run a few polls that have gotten an amazing amount of engagement. You can run a fun poll just to attract people. Find out you're looking for a new book to read. You are looking for a great place to go to dinner because you're traveling to New Orleans, as I am for the BA's mid-year meeting next week. Ask people for information, and that gets people to engage with you. Or you can ask people questions that are specific to your area. I've always found this to be the most important trait of a really good mediator. What would you say is the most important trait? Give them three options and make four, you know, other and let them fill in the blank in the comments. Again, you're creating these opportunities for people to read what you're posting and engage with it. You're asking them for that engagement. Very, very important. One last quick tip for when you are posting is that not every post, except for Instagram, needs to have a graphic that goes along with it. On LinkedIn, on Twitter, you can just post language, right? You can just post your tip of the day. Or like Abe, you can just post your fact pattern of the day. So if you're not a person who enjoys making graphics or finds that to be difficult, don't think that you need to have one. They are a way to grab attention, but they are not the only way. And sometimes something like John Lewis's post, you know, mediation tip 834 makes me wonder where, what he's gotten to that far into his list. So we've talked about the two, that there are two ways to engage. And we've talked about the first is your posting and, and asking people for engagement, getting people to engage with you. The flip side of that is you need to engage with other people's posts. And this is you again, being social. You need to scroll through that feed, your LinkedIn feed, your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, and find people. Find other content that you find interesting. Respond to someone else's poll. Go to Abe's post and make a guess on his case of the day or share a tip with John. Those are great ways to start making those connections. So you want to go and actually start engaging. But here's one tip, folks. Make sure you read their post. And if their post is connecting to their article or to a quick video or something like that, try to look at that before you make your comment. Because comments along the lines of, great post, thanks for sharing, love this, right? These one-worders, these generic canned responses, that's not really engaging. That's just putting down a canned response. It's almost like back in the days when television sitcoms maybe weren't that funny, so they had canned laughter in the studio. Well, your love that or thanks for sharing, you may mean that, thanks for sharing, but why are you thankful they shared it? Try to be a little deeper in what you are saying about what they have posted. And another tip here is go out there and find people that you want to know. Don't just engage with people who you already know. 
I would never have met Gabrielle Hartley, again, one of my closest friends, but I never would have met her if I hadn't been out there. I wasn't, I wasn't connected with her at that time. If I hadn't read her post, thought she was interested, interesting, and, and made that outreach. So go out there and find people that you find interesting. You go, go out to the playground, to, that's it. Here's another secret sauce. Treat your social media feed like a playground and go meet new friends. Because I find when you treat your colleagues and your connections on social media as friends, as colleagues, that's the way that that will continue and those relationships will continue to build. Gabrielle is not the only friend I have that I made on social media. In fact, a huge part of my social group, and that includes some of my best friends in Chicago where I live, the the women and people that I go out to dinner with and go shopping with and have fun with, those are all people that somehow I met through social media in one way or another. So you don't want to just consider posting your own content. You want to go out there and actually engage with people, play on that playground, and make those connections with other people. And it's not that this takes a huge amount of time. Honestly, you can go on to your LinkedIn feed and spend 10 minutes there a day, or your Instagram feed, or your Facebook feed, or your Twitter, and scroll through it. When you're standing in line at the grocery store or the pharmacy and the line's long, pull out your phone, open up your social media app, and scroll through. Make some comments, engage with people. And always remember, and this sort of combines tip one and tip two, always engage with the people who engage with your posts, right? If somebody takes the time to engage with your post, to make a comment, to share a tip, to tell you what a great job they thought you did in your article or whatever that might be, be sure to thank them, respond to their comment, all right? So those are the top tips for the ways that you flip the switch from posting on social media the media part, and you flip it over to the social part. Now I'm going to take a quick break here to speak to my mediation colleagues who are looking to add to their skill set. Many of you know that Woody Mostyn and I partnered back in 2020 to create our online academy, Mostyn Guthrie, tricky name there. And we have several upcoming trainings, including a series of one-day advanced skills trainings With Woody and me, we also have a brand new training for professionals who work with families who are going through divorce and have children with special needs. And coming up in March, we also have our extremely popular co-parenting specialist certification training with the amazing Christina McGee, which believe it or not, is almost sold out already. So for anyone who's looking to add to their toolbox, their skill set, go to mostonguthrie.com to find out more about our trainings and to register. All right, so let's dive in to a few top tips on how you can free up your time for the social part of your social media. So my first tip is to limit your social media to the platforms that work for you and where you're going to find your desired audience. 
don't waste your time posting on platforms that either you don't enjoy being social on, where you don't get a good response, or where the people you're looking for don't hang out. Each one of the platforms has its own particular audience that resonates with the different age groups, different types of people. That being said, I will say, if you are listening to this podcast, you should be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is for all professionals and it's just a must. And I'm going to, you know, I have an episode actually with, it's a wonderful episode. I just re-released it for the end of the year episode. It's the number one episode ever on this podcast. It's with the author of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. You know the dummy series. Her name is Donna Serdula. Go follow her on LinkedIn. Go to her website, linkedin-makeover.com. Tons of free tools and tips for people on optimizing your LinkedIn profile. Donna Serdula, follow her on, on LinkedIn. She's fantastic. So LinkedIn, if you're not there, you've got to be there. But then there are other platforms. There's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and these days even TikTok. And there's a variety of different reasons to be on different ones. I happen to have found a place, a home on Instagram, that mainly because I have podcasts, I think, and because when I was doing divorce mediation, a lot of my clients were the divorcing public. And that is where people who are getting divorced find information, find community, and are social. So I built a a big following on Instagram. It may be a place that resonates for you. It may not. Twitter tends to be a lot more professionals. It's almost all written words. It's short form. I always find it's very popular with my witty friends. I always think you have to have a great sense of humor to be on Twitter, but it's also a great place to share information. Facebook really good place. It's not just where your mom hangs out with her friends in Mahjong. It is, or Bridge Club. My mom is in Bridge Club and she hangs out on Facebook. But it's not just for that. It's a wonderful place to build communities. So if you are someone who delivers services to people in the public or to professionals, but you want to do that in a community-based forum, I find Facebook is very helpful for that. Not for me personally, but I have a lot of friends and colleagues who have found that to be something that really helps. And then I know there are those of you out there who are like, TikTok, Susan, what are you talking about on TikTok? I'm telling you folks, I have some clients who literally have half a million followers on TikTok and they are lawyers and mediators and business people. Now, they generally are not working with just from a referral base. They are working with the public. The public is on TikTok, and those short-form videos are fire right now. Everybody's on TikTok, and they're killing it. So if you are a person who, instead of making posts, wants to just do quick recordings, I say go for it. Give TikTok a try and give them all a try. But limit your social media to the platforms that work for you. Don't just post randomly on all of the platforms. Why waste your time? Why waste your effort? So that's tip number one to free up some time so you can be more social on social media. So tip number two, set up a social media schedule 
and use a scheduling app to actually do your posting for you. That way you can spend your time on your actual social part of it, focusing on your being social because the posts are kind of loaded, set it and forget it in those scheduling apps. So now you're asking what is a scheduling app? So there are apps out there. A few of them are Hootsuite, Deliverit, and Buffer. Those are a few good ones. Those are generally free. Hootsuite, I don't believe, I don't know that they have a free application, but Deliverit and Buffer both have free applications and you can sit down, put all of your graphics in there, click on a date, add your post language, and you can schedule so that you can do it all at one time, get it loaded, and as I say, the Ronco, right? Set it and forget it. So that you, instead of having to go and sit down and do the posts every day or every other day, depending on what your schedule is, you can put them all into your schedule and have them go out on certain days. You can repeat them. That's something that people forget all the time is you just because you post at eight o'clock on Monday doesn't mean that you wouldn't hit an entirely different group of people at five o'clock on Thursday. So sometimes you can just repost the exact same thing or change the graphic but use the same language or use the same graphic and change the language. Now when I say a social media schedule, what a lot of my clients find helpful is to sit down and come up with one, the days of the week that they're going to post on. So some people like to post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Others like to post every single day. Others want to post twice a week and they'll do Tuesday and Thursday. Pick your schedule. And then to make it even easier, pick what those days are going to be, you're going to be posting about. So to hark back to Abe and John, they might post their tip or their case on Tuesdays. You know, tip Tuesday or case Tuesdays. So, you know, they may pick a certain thing for each day. You can do tip Tuesdays. You can do wisdom Wednesdays, thoughts. So you could have a theme so that you're making it easy for yourself because you know instead of having to sit down all the time and try and figure out what you're going to post about, you have at least a general theme for that. So have a social media schedule, know those dates on the calendar, and then use one of the scheduling apps to actually do the posting for you. One other quick point, I you all know I use Canva like a crazy person, I love it, and they now let you actually use Canva to create your graphics and then take that graphic and schedule it directly from that platform. So now that is really one-stop shopping. You can create the graphic, create the post, and schedule it or immediately post it right from Canva. Now, one thing that I do, and I think this is very helpful, is to just set aside one hour on a particular day each week to or month, depending on how often you post, and make all those graphics, make all those posts, use that scheduling app, and just set it and forget it. So every Sunday, I sit down and will schedule most of the posts that I'm going to do for the coming week. I know I have certain podcast episodes coming out. I know I have certain appearances or speaking engagements that I might want to talk about, or I may have had some that I want to thank the, the hosts for having me at those events. Whatever those 
posts are going to be, I will do that on Sunday when I have a little free time, a little downtime, and it's part of my way of unwinding at the end of a week. So it hel- it's helpful to just schedule that right into your schedule so that you know that it's going to get done. Now, the last tip that I have here is if you like making graphics, I've been talking about graphics and creating copy, talking, you know, the, the accompanying post that's going to go along with your graphic, then, then do that. Make the graphics, write that copy. I do it because I enjoy it. You know, I have found that being a family law attorney and mediator didn't allow me to be as creative visually and with color and pictures. And, you know, it's basically my time when I get on Canva takes me back to being a kid with the Play-Doh or the glitter and the scissors and the, the colored paper, right? Construction paper or the good old days. Not everybody likes it, though. I get it. It is, a, it, it's work. It's not that it doesn't take me time. So if it is not something that you enjoy or it just takes up too much of your time, you can farm it out. It is perfectly acceptable. There are now very affordable people out there. They're called marketing virtual assistants. And basically they will create and post for you. But very important, you need to work in concert with them so that you make sure your voice is coming through. And so I would say that if you want to do that, make sure that you find a marketing VA who speaks in your voice, gets your message, gets what you're looking for and what you stand for, and and make sure that you review their posts before they go out. It's It's a wonderful way to take some of the difficult part of social media out of it for you and it certainly will free up more time so you're just scrolling through your feed and being social so if social media has been frustrating for you try turning your experience around by treating it as a wonderful cocktail hour where you have the chance to meet engaged with a plethora of interesting and accomplished people and always remember that you are one of those interesting and accomplished folks. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that you see the secret sauce of social media is being social. And please go follow me on LinkedIn, Susan Guthrie, or on Instagram, it's at Susan Guthrie ESQ. I'd be delighted to connect with you there and to be social with you. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask. Please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.